Welcome to episode 141 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. Hi. Hi. Oh, we're back together. I know. Again. Thank so God. Happy. It feels like it's been a month, even though oh it's been a God, week. Oh my God, it does. Every time Every we time do this, it's I, so weird. It is. And so much has happened. Dude, my list up front, I'm like, thank God my story's <gasps> short because I have so much to talk about so yeah, much to I say. mean I have I have like I mean one thing recently that has just really upset me so um you want to start mine is um the recent um DeSantis yeah, human yeah, yeah. trafficking mm. human trafficking can I mean isn't that a crime and every he, he day crossed that, state lines yeah. with human beings but in every day that passes it's more more information comes out that makes it more horrific and it's it doesn't seem like, you know, I guess on the surface, it's like, what's the big deal? He put people on a plane and, and, and tr- you know, moved them, right? Like, it seems like he's, but, right? But there's so many other things that are um, happening. First of all, the $12 million that it costs to do it. Like, how is a conservative, a conservative it's Republican? Si- what is who- it? 600, th- it was 600 something thousand or there's that pile it's of twelve a, million, and then it was yeah. six hundred some thousands. So it was like twelve thousand. It's, it's a twelve thousand three hundred dollars per Floridian. That's how much we paid. Each Florida Floridian paid twelve thousand three hundred dollars to transfer folks from Texas for his pu- publicity stunt. Yeah, because well, he had where a video did, crew. He had a video right. crew. And where did he bring them? I know it's it's know. all like I'm going to go bring them where the rich liberals are, and they can take care of the problem. It's the stupidest petty immature and these are people these are human beings yeah, this, that they're using you as little pawns in your game that's the worst part to me it is, is that the, insane the ter- i'm the sorry ho- the terror that has was inflicted on these folks with their children now this is this part that i i heard yesterday fucking really pissed me i was screaming on the phone with my mother i was so mad and that's that it, it was like a Mass conspiracy. Not only yeah. this wasn't just DeSantis, right? Like Abbott was involved. Uh, Governor Abbott of Texas, who's another fucking douche, and the fucking ICE agents who gave them all these. They had these things prepared. They had a like a cartoon map that showed the plane going from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. Then they had a map of Martha's Vineyard so they could find their way around. Yeah. Then they gave them each paperwork and told them like you'll have jobs. So on, yeah, you're gonna have jobs in housing. But they said Monday morning, first thing Monday morning. They gave them all different places. You have to go to Missouri. Here's the address in Missouri to be Monday morning. Here's the address in Ohio. Here's the address in Florida where you all have to be. So they get there and they're now panicked. Of course. Because they don't know what's, what's going on. And they think, here's what I know about migrants. And this lawyer said it on they're this They're going to be thing. afraid. And this is what I know too. The folks that we've helped get their green card through my company, they just want to do the right thing. Yeah. That's all they want to do. They want to do the right thing. Because they, they don't want to go back. Yes. And they've come here for safety for refuge and they it's just want to seeking stay. asylum yeah and they want to do the right thing so when you tell them you send them to martha's vineyard and then tell them it to be monday morning to be in missouri they're like oh i'm How gonna be I kicked out there? if i don't do this yes. and they had to calm them all down and let help them figure it out some of and, and it was a joke right like it's a big joke yeah like all these people who are at this ice agency or whatever in texas or wherever they yeah. were pulled in Gave them this paperwork and were laughing. Like, this is a joke to them, right? And these that, are folks who these walk- These are human beings. Through, some of them walk through 10 countries with their children and to get here. I know. Walked to get to a better place for safety. 
because of oppression and gang violence and, and to save their children from dying in the streets. And you think it's fucking funny? So, yeah, to put them on a plane. To and, terrorize and, them further? That's what the United States ICE agents think is okay and, and Governor DeSantis and Governor Abbott? I mean, they should be charged with Absolutely. trafficking. Don't worry, there's going to be, this is not fucking going they away. Have this got is not going to away. Be charge Here's, but then i think who's gonna be the judge sitting in front of this no 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 this is not this is not I don't this know. is not going away quietly and you know what here's the thing and it's a trump thing too they never know when to stop well this and is, that's the thing that out, really he may have out trumped himself like, you know how, what i mean how in the how in what where uh, i try to understand like where is is desantis's mind here right like he's supposed to be this oxford educated right yeah, like, no. oxford, like this no, brilliant genius like Harvard, books, whatever. book smart yeah. guy right whatever he's an idiot just because you're book but smart he, doesn't i just start to think like what does he know that we don't know right like how do you think this state is made up of fucking migrants and immigrants yeah. he like, doesn't what care. do you think is happening what All are you he doing? cares about is the presidency and what this looks like and how but, his but base look, will react. But what does it look like? You're going to tell me Republicans and conservatives are okay spending $12,000 yeah. of their tax dollars on this? I think not, so. not religious conservatives. Actual Republican conservatives who are about financial responsibility. They're okay with this? I don't know. I mean, let's go. And if we're not spinning this as a party against DeSantis, we are lost. This is a no, huge this should be the, fucking this should issue. be the story every day. It's outrageous. And, 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 you know, my husband and I were talking about this and one way, cause I was like, how can they, you know, we have the crossing of state lines, but I think the other issue is that when you put anyone on a plane, like you have to have an official log of whoever is on that plane and they may not have like filled out, like done the proper like paperwork, like on that level. So that could be another way that maybe they can right. find a way to well, charge these people for this is a horrific, thank God for the people in Martha's Vineyard who are yeah, stepping up to help these people. I was thinking too, like what happens next? Do other governors, they see the same thing and they're like, oh, Martha's Vineyard likes this. Let's send everybody yeah, to Martha's Vineyard. It's ridiculous, but how does one? How do you? How does one also, state? And they didn't call anybody. They no, didn't let anybody that's know the other thing. that we're bringing people the over into your state. You can't do that. The governor of Massachusetts, who's a Republican, yeah, is like, yo, how about a fucking heads up, motherfucker? Like, what? What's up? Yeah, this is just cuckoo. It's such. You know what it is? It's also like it reminds me of like. Like these were a, br a bunch of drunk frat boys that were yes. like, you know what would be funny? Yes, <laughs> Tina, that's exactly what Tina. You know, that's exactly what would be so funny. Tina, and then, that's and exactly then they actually happened. did it instead of actually running the government and being concerned yeah. with the people of Florida yeah. and, and coming up with policies that actually benefit the people he's supposed to be taking care of, the people he's supposed right. to be leading. Instead of doing that. He's sitting in a fucking hole somewhere coming up with horrific, horrific fucking ideas. stunts and pranks. Yeah. That's what your governor DeSantis yeah. is doing instead of his actual fucking job. It's true. That should disturb everybody. It should. Because Why are guess you worried what? about migrants in Texas, <clears throat> motherfucker? What does that have to do with you? Why are you putting your nose in another state's business? You got nothing else to do because I got a laundry list of fucking problems you can solve How about here. property tax? Yeah, how about my fucking uh, how about how property about my insurance tax? that I insurance. won't be able to afford? You which fucking is, prick. Which is, I mean, and this is such a legitimate concern, especially for the seniors in this state, of which this state is made up of a lot of. I mean, we are known for the seniors being here. It's unaffordable to live here. 
We're can't more live expensive here. than New York. There is so much on this fucking ballot in November. <clears throat> it's not even funny. There is so much on the ballot. And so what bothers me is like, you've got DeSantis doing this. You've got Rubio co-sponsoring a 15 week, oh a my national God. 15 week abortion ban. He's, he's, this is bef- two months before his reelection. He's putting himself on that abortion bill. And it really, they're crazy. They're he crazy. Must think, he must think in some way it benefits him. So what mm-hmm. the fuck do, does DeSantis and Rubio know that we don't fucking know? Do, are they polling Republicans and conservatives and they're on the side of bu- flying migrants out of uh, Texas and a 15, national 15-week abortion ban in Florida? Is that what you're telling I think, me? I think so. I think because so. that's insane. That's insane to I me. I think that we are in a place where people are nuts. I watch, you know, I watch these stupid videos um, where, you know, it's like the Jordan Kleppers and like the guys like him who go around and they talk to people. And this one guy was like, I, I don't know what state he was in, but I was like, shit, I need to find out so that I don't go there and I don't send my children mm. to college there. Because it was all young people outside of a restaurant, like 20 year olds. And the guy was like, all right, Trump or Biden, Trump, or B- Trump, 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 all of these young people. Mm. And I, I'm I like, just, I don't, we know that on I a national, we know on a national polling scale. I mean, unless he people was in, in America, place, you know, people in know. America are not for a, an abortion ban. They're not no. for it. They're not for it. Well, this is so. The why thing. is he doing it? What does he know that yeah. we don't know? What the fuck is going on? The thing that's the craziest is um, states' rights, states' rights, states' rights, and then they put forward through the Senate a national ban. Mm-hmm. So it's not about states' rights, right? You got to want to pretend this whole Republican thing of put it in the states' control. You want full control. You want to be dictators. You want to be tyrants you want to hold everybody down to your crazy right-wing religious nonsense it's never been about states rights it's about controlling women it's about controlling women it's about just being cruel it's women hemorrhaging to death i saw oh my god i saw this obgyn talk about this this mother she's a two-year-old daughter and she's married and the baby that she's pregnant and the fetus inside of her they couldn't take it out right because oh because if it's still a ban because so she has it still has a heartbeat right but they she can't was do anything but she's hemorrhaging yeah so she's got to sit there and hold this woman's hand until the heartbeat passes because yeah. even though she's bleeding out yeah in even front though of her two-year-old and her husband even though the fetus is not viable it's not gonna live they wanted the baby like but it was not the case where they didn't and, want the baby they wanted the baby they go by this electrical right it's not even like legitimate heartbeat right but they call it now a heartbeat it's ridiculous. All right. So, uh, uh, long live, live the King Charles, King Charles, Tina. Oh my God. My the queen has, died. Is anybody, is anybody sad about this? I'm not, so I don't give a fuck. My, I don't care. I, I was like, eh. my yeah. husband came home that day, poured himself a bowl of chips and he goes, I've got my crisps uh, and I'm going to be watching the coverage. And I was like, okay. He's he like, into he's, this Liverpool. He is fascinated. Yeah. That was his word. I'm fascinated. Yeah, it, it is fascinating. I mean, he's doing the lineage. He's like, look, I mean, this we is watch her going and stays doing He's this. like, look at the outfit. Look at this. Look at that. I'm like. <laughs> it is. Well, it's a show. It's and show then, business, baby. And he's like, do you know David Beckham waited 13 hours in line just to see? 
I love that his connection is through football. Soccer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, David Beckham couldn't get moved up the line. He's like, nobody can get moved up the line. I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't this know. Is, your husband never ceases to uh, amaze. He's fascinating. He, he, is, he amazes me. This is amazing. That, that he's, he's sitting this. there with, with yeah. crisps, not well, chips. When she dies, my daughter comes home and she's going on and on about Diana and William and Harry. And I'm like, what the, f-? she knew everybody. Yeah. I was like, this is incredible. So I said, we got to start watching The Crown, which we have started watching. Oh, it's so, so good. Going back to the you know the first oh it's so good anyway you know peace bitch i don't know what to tell you she she reigned over some pretty horrific times i mean i mean that that monarchy is not a great thing at all we're not this is not a good colonizers and like the jewelry oh the whole thing it's just like all this pomp right is that the right word like it's just but it is i mean it is interesting it is but it's also ridiculous mm-hmm. like even that first season of the crown they go back and they talk about uh prince david and how he it's everything is edward he was, becomes edward but yeah he was supposed to take it right and his poor brother who'd never wanted to do yeah. this and now his children queen elizabeth gets yeah. thrown into this and it's like it's just such a shitty family you know it's, well, it's sh- the whole the thing's rules. shitty I don't know. And the rules like that you can't open a door, you know, like someone's got to open the door, like everywhere yeah, everything you're changes. moving, yeah. everyone's doing something for you. I would be like, just get, get away from me. Yeah. But I guess if you're accustomed to that, then that's all you know. Yeah. Ugh, I don't like it. Also, I want to correct the record. So I, on the last episode, I was talking about Mark Marin, who of course I'm still fucking obsessed with. Hi. He's not 64. That needs to, I need to fix that. Oh. I don't know why I said that. He's 58, which is still oh. 14 years yes. older than okay, me. Okay, that's still sugar daddy territory. It's still sugar daddy territory, <laughs> but he's only 58, and I would still, he could still get it. Oh, right? hi. I mean, I mean. Oh, hi. God. And then I would, you know, I went to Key West. That's why we weren't here. So I went there last weekend, and then Mark Marin was, Marin was on vacation in Canada, and he was talking about where he is in Canada. It's called Tofino. Oh. And of course, I'm like, oh, God, I got to look this up. And I'm looking up Tofino and I'm like, oh, God, that's where I'm going on my next vacation. I'm going to go to Tofino. Like, I am everything Mark Marin does, I want to do. I love that. He's so cute. Oh, my so God. So fucking cute. And guess what else? I was listening to an old episode. He had mentioned in a recent episode that his mom lived in Florida. And I was like, oh, that's Uh-oh. interesting, right? Hi, where? An old retired uh, lady in Florida. Yeah. There's a really good chance that she's nearby. So I was listening to an old episode and he's like, it was like a Thanksgiving. He was visiting his mom during Thanksgiving. And he's like, I went out for a run. I ran down to the beach and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. He's like, then we went to this place called like Fat Art Village. And I was like, <gasps> this is Oh my God. I'm like, what? And uh-oh, uh-oh. his mom's Thanksgiving's like- Thanksgiving's coming up. Dude, dude. Can you come yeah. on the podcast? Well, and he said, I'm in Fort Lauderdale. Like, I'm in, And I'm like, oh my God, I can't fucking believe Let's this. Let's get him on the podcast. We've got to start stalking like Century Village. Yeah. Where does this woman live? Uh, what's the other one? The um, John Knox. John Knox. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? I'm like, hi, Mark Marin. Hi, I'm stalking your mother's condo. It's a Florida. retirement community. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Sopranos would come up. I fucking knew it. Okay, so here's the other thing that I wanted to, I wanted to mention to you very quickly is that I know that we've talked about this before, and that is. The amount of people in Ireland that oh. are downloading this podcast. Hi. What in the motherfuck is going Please on? Please send us an email. And I was looking at our episode. Hold on. Let me look up the numbers really quick. Our episode 139. More people in Ireland listen to it than in Florida. What? what in the, and Florida was always like how our highest state. That? Right? Wait, how does that happen? I don't know. It's oh. so weird. Who 
is wait i'm in the wrong place who is looking at who's i don't know this? but i like who it. are you Hi. me too but i'm very i'm very curious and i can't I, I just want to have some answers. I want answers. Yeah. Who if are we, you? If we could ever know how. 31 any- people in Ireland. 31 people. Wow. Hi. Let me see Florida. 15. Which one? Uh, one two excuse, of them is this. So 13 me. other people besides us. Excuse me. We need yeah. a larger audience. What if are you I, doing? What are you, for? Oh. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Well, who are you? How dare you? Nine people in Michigan. Hi. Who could that be? Uh, yeah. But 31. 31 people in Ireland. I love that. That's insane. That's who, nice. Who 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 is this? Who are you? Yeah. Is it Bono? <gasps> is that who it is? Oh, Bono. Oh my god. I love <laughs> this. What um, else? Um well, okay, so one like hap- thing that made me happy this week and I'm sure you saw a lot of the videos was um the blind reaction to the oh, Little Mermaid trailer. God. I was like just sobbing yes. every time. Yes, yes, yes. It was beautiful. Loved it. Loved it was beautiful. It. it made me so happy. You know what? Just these little I, girls. It's just the greatest. It's so important. It is so important. And if you don't understand how important representation is, go watch the videos. Oh my God. Like it is just really, really important. Especially because you see the little, there's a little black girl watching it and she's wearing an Ariel shirt with oh. the white Ariel on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this makes sense. It makes sense that you should have. Oh, I'm like getting goosebumps no, again. It's like It's incredible. Just, so beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Well, especially like I love those. There's been, I, I forgot who did these photos, but they reversed all of the, like the white people who are usually in the position with, with people of color, like, um, like at a nail salon instead of, oh, they yeah. had white people, white women doing the nails and had Asian mm-hmm. women sitting as customers, like just completely change or yeah. a, a black woman in colonial times and a white woman is her servant, like switching what it yeah. would look like and yeah. how it's jarring because of what we always see. Yes. Right. And this is the same thing. So I get like the shock of it all, I guess. I for don't, I don't white get, people. I, I don't well, get you know, it. there's people who don't, who they I, can't, I, they can't they can't get over it they can't it's get the over craziest anything. thing it's my dumb. favorite thing are like um yeah she's a fish like yeah. you could get over that like you can suspend your disbelief <laughs> I, it's all right i still have all this desantis thing in my head the other thing oh. i want to say about desantis real quick because fuck it who cares we're gonna have a heavy top i'm used to a heavy top uh Ooh. is that um <laughs> is that uh this isn't the first time in history that a dictator which is clearly what he is and I don't want to I don't throw around that that word lightly but it's not the first time that they've tricked people mm-hmm. and sent them somewhere and said oh, oh you're my be going to paradise and sends them to a concentration camp yeah like everything he does is not original this is all shit that's been written in history yeah. over and over and over again and we as humans continue to elect horrible fucking people yeah. and I gotta tell you another thing if Chris can pull off a fucking miracle in November and win I, I which would be a miracle okay I, I feel like his um choice for oh yeah well this is amazing Lieutenant I was gonna mention governor, her yes um is really the pathway to winning this yeah she came to the Dolphins meeting this week mm-hmm. Carla Hernandez Matz yeah and she comes you know when they people walk in there's a table here and there's a table here mm-hmm. I'm here the door is right there and she comes in and I made eye contact with her because I wanted to, to meet her. And she comes walking right up to me. And I, and I stood up and I went to, I said, congratulations on your candidacy. And she went like this. And I was like, oh, bitch, we're hugging. All right, mm-hmm. let's go. She got up. What a fucking firecracker. Yeah. And I immediately texted Tina and I was like, can she be our governor candidate for yes. governor? Like incredible. So yeah, he can ride on her coattails. Yeah. That's fine. She's going to, she's I incredible. Mean- She's Loved incredible, it. and I, I I know she had that that TikTok, and um I, mm. I I was watching that TikTok again, and um the 
There are some things I like about her. And it was, she is directly addressing the lat, the, 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 yes. the Latin community. Yeah. Which is very, very important. She's talking yeah. about, you know, dictators. This is stuff that, that, that the audience that she is talking to understand. Well, and I think... I like that part. I'm like, okay. And, and, and I get a schooling DeSantis. I think she can do some fun things with it. Um, but I, it's, I think that it's very important her coming out of Miami Dade. Like no, there's, this there, is what let, we need. Let me say, I was just going to say that her being chosen was a calculated move. That was, it's brilliant. brilliant. It's brilliant. It was the opposite of picking Sarah Palin. You know what I mean? Like the complete that ruined our country. All of yeah. this is, is everything. John McCain's fault. Yeah. Like did John McCain start oh, this? Oh, sorry. He's not his fault. He's a maverick. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I yeah, think, I, I mean, cause whoever, everything just really started to unravel. Whoever suggested her, I've never, I, we're not in Miami Dade, so I'm sure she's very well known there, but whoever suggested her and they vetted her and picked her, was a fucking genius and should mm. get paid a lot of money yeah. on that campaign. Cause she's I an educator she's, and you can tell yeah. like, cause she's like very much like, here's my point. She's she knows how to talk to a room. Yeah, she's like, personable. Uh, she's kind. She's um, really cute. I think oh she's my cute, God. Which, you know, doesn't really need to be important, but I think I she's know. adorable. Adorable. She's a teacher. She can get in front of a crowd of people and yeah. talk. She's smart. Um, and she's a Latina, which let's I mean, be honest, let's do we it. need this. We're Florida. We this. Of course, this yeah. is what we need. This is what I mean. When you see him busing migrants out of here, it's like, how, who do you think who? you're, who what do you, you think is watching that? Who do you think is watching that? It's fucked up. And, and, and we are not that far removed from Cuban exiles coming here. Like you all fucking know. I know they vote Republican because they're idiots, but like <laughs> how, you all fucking know what that's like. You know what it's like to have you or your family members come here in, in fear. Yes. And immigrants are the hardest working fucking people to ever step on this land. Right. Immigrants are the hardest working people. I mean, and looking at Florida, the work that like migrant workers do here, like people it's don't insane. think about that. It's insane. But that's, you know. All they want to do is work and have a better future for their children. For their family. They're walking through 10 countries with their children. To escape, like, and by the way, to get here safely after that, and you know, then you and then go, to be then to be lied to, yeah. to be tricked, yeah, to be thrown on a plane and you don't know where you're going, to have be have fear instilled in you about you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. By I, the way, you know they have these coyotes that you they pay they save up all this money and pay uh, thousands of dollars to they they call them coyotes to put them in, in the back of a fucking van if they're lucky and drive them through these countries, right? These women, some of these women are assaulted, they're raped, their children are assaulted. Like they're taking their lives in their hands to even get here safely. Like the fact that they arrived here without, unharmed is in, it's incredible. And, and for then a better this fucking is what life, happens. For a better life. And we've got ICE agents Ugh. playing tricks on them. Yeah. And where's the federal government them. on that? Yeah. Well, we got a fucking problem. All right. We've got a problem. Well, hopefully this is the thing that bring, I would love this. Please let this be the thing that brings DeSantis down and has him By the lose way, this election. And it's like only he's September. done for the pre It's the middle of September. We've got a fucking two, um, two, what, two months before the election. What else is he going to do in two I months? Know. What else? I know. This is crazy. It is. It is a shocking story. It's shocking. <sighs> and, I, and here we are again sitting in the state. And again, Please help yeah like and i, I don't somebody like, help the part us that i don't understand is like 
Have we lost our humanity in this? There was a girl who murdered this guy. Oh who, um, my God! The who girl was trafficking the, her, yes, and raping the, 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 her. She was fifteen. She's now seventeen. Yeah, he mur- She finally fucking murders this guy and gets yes. away. She's convicted of murder. Well, she is um, got five years. Let's see, there's five or ten years probation. I think it's five years probation. But the thing that really upset me. Um, is that she's got to pay that $150,000 restitution to the, the rapist family. And <laughs> if that family had any soul, they would say, we're not going to take money from this child that our family member tortured. But she's got to pay the money. And thank God there was a GoFundMe, and it's now over $300,000 for this girl. So that she doesn't have to pay. But what is this system? What have we done? Yeah. And, and the whole argument was that he wasn't, uh, uh, she wasn't in direct danger of him in the moment that she killed him because he was asleep, I guess. <laughs> like the evidence show, like he was, you know. But that was probably like, this is my opportunity to, like, what trauma is this child in that, that that's the, way, the only way she who, sees to get out? And who are the prosecutors? Uh, who are the police? Who bring, oh arrest her and bring a child, charges against a her? A child. Bring charges against her? You know what human trafficking is, right? Do we have to fucking explain this to you? This woman's body, this child's body passed was around, violated. Passed around to different men. She will men. be tortured the rest of her life over this. And you want to fucking put her on trial yeah. and prosecute her? We and have then lost, make her pay money? We have lost every fucking ounce of our humanity in the justice system, in the uh, elected officials that we have. Yep. You have lost your way. You've oh, lost your way. Please. And the judges, of course, like, I'm sorry. I know we are top heavy. This will be the last thing I say when you talk about the judges. That lovely judge who is like, oh, that's executive privilege. Oh, I don't think he did anything wrong. Uh, like, this is what happens. He appointed all these judges, and now we're screwed. And if this man, any other person, if they would have taken a matchbook with a number on it, would have been thrown in jail, yet somehow this man is walking around. I don't understand. Just because he was a president, I don't understand. I don't understand why does he get that privilege? Throw his ass in jail. I mean, he's selling information on our country, and these people still want to like idolize him. Oh, like they're nuts! They're nuts! Fire said the son of Jesus, and it was a picture of Trump. It was at one of his rallies. (laughs) These people are crazy. Like. Oh, they're well, poisoned. They have the been Netflix poisoned. Show? What's the Netflix show that we were that uh, you were sins showing? Sins of the Mother. Sins of the Mother. Yeah. It's about that horrible, so crazy woman. But when you watch it, she is you convinced see- herself. Even her older son, who's pleading with her yeah. in jail, because she had an older son who wasn't wasn't <laughs> murdered by her, and because uh, she believed she was the second fucking yeah. coming, basically. And she had and, this hit list. Yeah, and, and who's your dark? She your kills light. her two children because they were dark spirits. And so the older son's on the phone with her, like, "How could you?" And she's in jail. How could you do this? How could you do this? She goes. He goes, those are your children. I miss my family. She's like, so do I. He's like, how could you say that? She's like, you don't understand. They're in a better place. They're happy. Because she thinks she did the right thing. And she thinks that she's like a spirit. The level of, here's the thing. That's it's the problem. It's mental illness. Here's the thing that's the problem. And it will be the I problem with elections and electing people and Trump and like what the people believe and the, the, the way they can spin things and convince people is that humans are fucking dumb. Yeah. They're dumb. We can be manipulated yes. and, and man, yes. we're, and, we're like and a ball of clay absolutely. and we can be shaped. And if you allow, and, and trust me, I'm sure that we fall into that box in some fucking yeah. way. I'm sure that we do, but I have a little bit clearer eyes 
than some of these motherfuckers who are printing material that's got Trump as the son of Christ. And and and, and like all beefed up. He's always beefed up. He's a fucking turd. He, yeah. He's a bloated, he's bloated, white, pale, bloated, bald, bloated, bald, bloated clit. <laughs> his face Ooh, honey uh, i don't know if he's putting too much sunscreen on no that he's man, sweating he's, through it yeah. he is the most disgusting thing i've ever fucking I seen know. and oh the greatest thing uh, did we talk about this already what? oh sorry i don't give a fuck this is the podcast today did, did i tell did you see there's a news story that when the fbi came they wanted to go into melania's bedroom oh. because she has a separate bedroom because oh, who wants to lay down and next she to that said man. absolutely not she goes <gasps> donald never comes in here and none of his things are in here you're not coming in here and i think they did go in eventually and Ooh, rifled through all have? her stuff like moved all her what clothes around whatever have in there nothing she girl. just but the the the, f- the yeah. part, the, the the point is yeah. they don't even fuck. No. So this guy that you've no. idolized can't even get his dick hard for his wife. Like well, she wants nothing to well, do with him. Well, he might be able to, but she's like, get I don't away think he's able me. to. How about that? Get away from me. Yeah. Can you imagine this poor woman? Oh my God. She probably thought, but also okay, fuck her. No, but also. Oh no, she's horrible. She, she's, she married she's him for horrible. money. She married him for money, but now yeah. she's like, oh God, what have yeah. I? She's trying God. to protect that poor kid of hers. Who's, who's probably a mess. Because his entire childhood is ruined by this fucking asshole. This presidency. I this mean, this father. I mean, he seems Ugh. like the most sane because he's quiet. The other yeah. kids are out there on TV I'm defending waiting. this turd. Listen, Baron, write a book. Oh, God. Please spill it. Spill it for us. Mm. Spill. Tell us everything. Love it. My favorite. Okay. Are we ready? I guess so. <laughs> oh, I love being in person so much more. Oh, it's so much better. Okay, <gasps> so I have a short and sweet today. Oh, I'm first, yeah? Uh, yeah. And I saw the story, and I started reading. I'm like, oh, this is so good. I'm so excited. It's, like, fun. I'm excited. Oh. And then I get to the end, and I'm like, oh, I guess it's kind of, like, not <laughs> what I thought it was. Oh. It's so fucking good. Okay. So I'm going to talk about President Carter and the time that he saw a UFO. No. <laughs> Where is our fr- wait? Where where is our where we need our crew here? We need yeah. Zach, David, and Fry. David Fry. That, I know, I know they would love it. Zach Duran oh and David God. Fry. Go listen to that little muck, yes. which was very good. Yes, that was a good episode. It I was a fun episode. And Zach still today texts us. Oh, with, like, I updates. love it. I love it. We have a little text group with those two. Yes, they it's text like it. the cutest. He texts us updates about UFOs. <gasps> so fucking good oh my god because there's stuff coming out all the time go watch the navy videos go watch the air Force oh my videos. god they are real they are real and Woo! the government is now like issuing you know oh, they're they putting out that, reports yeah that i just think of marco rubio because he's on that stupid well panel or whatever the hell Ugh, all right so he saw dick. a ufo he's hanging out and he's okay. like oh, there's a ufo yeah dude this is so no it's <laughs> so fucking good okay. but did it end up being like a, a hot uh, air balloon no, yeah, yeah. it's mm, you know you, it's you get hard and then you lose your boner you know what i'm saying i was like oh, this is so good and then i was like like it didn't i didn't get to the climax you know it kind of it fizzles. It's always disappointing when this oh, happens. God. But you know, it happens to everybody once yeah. in a while, Tina. It's gonna be okay. It's normal. Every once in a while. It <laughs> happens. What are you gonna do? You get old. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was old. It's okay, baby. Just roll over and go to bed. We'll be fine. Okay. So James, oh. a little bit background. Little, little, little bit, and then we're just gonna jump in. So James Earl Carter Jr. Ooh, I wanted to show you this picture of him because he's so cute. Was, I was he like, so cute? I only know him you. as, you know, 
older girl i was like what is this picture whole well, of course i'm i've had it open and now it's not open and i gotta find it oh my god what an idiot look at this what a dummy hold on hold we'll on cut. Hold we're on. gonna cut all this out. oh my god <laughs> podcast ideas like i have an email i found so many stories this week it's ridiculous oh photos okay <gasps> look at him oh my god look at those eyes yes. those lips very handsome very full let me show this lips. to the camera Full Can they lips. see it? Kind of. Kind of, kind of, kind of. can't. But I thought. It'll be God. on our. Um, Look at him. I know. Very handsome. I, I, yeah, I'll include it. I wasn't going to yeah. include it. I just saved that one to show you. But all right. Yeah, so include he, it. People want to see a handsome right. guy. Mm, blue eyes, honey. Hey. So he served as the 39th president of the United States from 1977 to 81. So he was the president when I was born. What? Ooh. What? what uh, a member of the Democratic Party. He previously served as the 76th governor of Georgia from 1971 to 75 and as a Georgia state senator from 1963 to 1967. And since leaving office, Carter has regained, remained engaged in political and social projects, receiving the Nobel Peace Prize in 2002 for his humanitarian yes, work. Yes, he does... Such good yeah, work. Yeah, he he's a big advocate for um, Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. He was like yes. the big push for that. Yeah, you yeah. see the pictures of him yeah. with like, you know, I'm still out there what building houses. What an organization. Houses. We yeah. should do that. You know, they do local <gasps> stuff here. And Carrie Ann, our friend Carrie Ann does work with them. So born and raised in Plains, Georgia, Carter graduated from the United States Naval Academy in 1946 with a Bachelor of Science degree and joined the United States Navy serving on numerous submarines. After the death of his father in 1953, he left his naval career and returned to Plains, Georgia, where he assumed control of his family's peanut growing business, wow. which is always my favorite thing about him when he peanuts. got elected. He's a peanut farmer. <laughs> He, he inherited comparatively little because his father's forgiveness of debts and the division of the estate amongst himself and his siblings. Nevertheless, his ambition to expand and grow the family's peanut farm was fulfilled. So he did a really great job with those peanuts. Aww. During this period, Carter was encouraged to oppose racial segregation and support this growing civil rights movement. He became an activist within the Democratic Party. And in 19, from 1963 to 67, like I said, he served in the Georgia State Senate. And in 1970, he was elected governor of Georgia. Hey. Um, defeating former Governor Carl Sanders in the Democratic primary. He remained in office until 1975. Despite, despite being a dark horse candidate who was not well known outside of Georgia, he won the 1976 Democratic presidential nomination. Okay. And uh, he ran as an outsider and he beat the incumbent Republican Gerald Ford. Yay. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to go back a little bit. So while he was serving in office as a senator, uh, he witnessed something that he was never able to explain. Oh, I love that. I love do, stories do, like this. I'm trying to do the X-Files theme. Uh. <laughs> David Duchovny. Oh, love you. Hi. Hot bitch. One evening in 1969, also Jillian Anderson. Gorgeous. <laughs> oh my God. One evening in 1969, two years before he became governor of Georgia, Carter was preparing to give a speech at a Lions Club meeting. Right? Oh. At about 7.15 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, one of the guests called his attention to a strange object that was visible about 30 degrees above the horizon to the west of where he was standing. Oh, my God. Carter described the obje object as, quote, being bright white and as br being as bright as about about a, as bright as the moon. OK. Quote. All right. So dark night, something really shiny and bright floating in yeah. the air. Like, what is this? Ooh. It was said to have closed in on where he was standing, but to have stopped beyond a pine, stand of pine trees some distance uh, from him. Oh, my God. The object is then said to have changed color, mm. first to blue, then to red, then back to white, before appearing to recede into the distance. Red, white, and blue. What could that signify? <laughs> it's so, a patriot, was he, was UFO. He, yeah. He's a patriot. Was he drinking? <laughs> was he drunk? 
Carter felt that the object was self-illuminated and not solid in nature. Carter's report indicates that it was witnessed by about 10 or 12 other people and it was in view for 10 to 12 minutes before it passed out of sight. So it's a balloon stuck in a tree. Well, stop guessing. What is this? I'm, you know I'm going to tell you. I mean, my God. So in 1973, he said, quote, there were about 20 of us standing outside of a little restaurant, I believe, a high school lunchroom, and a kind of green light appeared in the western sky. This was right after sundown. It got brighter and brighter, and then it eventually disappeared. It didn't have any solid substance to it. It was just a very peculiar looking light. None of us could understand what it was, oh, end okay. quote. Oh, his story guy. always kind of changed like throughout oh, no. through time. <laughs> oh, no. In 2005 interview, he said, quote, all of a sudden, one of the men looked up and said, look over in the West. And there was a bright light in the sky. We all saw it. And then the light, it got closer and closer to us. And then it stopped. I don't know how far away, but it stopped beyond the pine, the pine trees. And all of a sudden it changed color to blue. And then it changed to red, then back to white. And we were trying to figure out what in the world it could be. And then it receded into the distance. And oh, my God. The exact date of the sighting occurred uh, has been called into questions by oh investigators. No. Okay, so, oh no. so now all of these things start to change. So these right? are a bunch of drunk guys hanging out. <laughs> and they think they see something up in the sky. And yeah. No one remembers because they had was like a drinking. It was at the end of a, uh, a speech. They probably had dinner, had some yes. drinks. Right? Like it was probably they're at the Lions Club. They did see something. Drinking. They did see something, but it you know when these okay. So all right, all right. <laughs> according to the report that he filed with the International UFO Bureau. Oh my! Goodness. A bunch of fucking nerds living in the middle of nowhere. Like we heard about your incident. We love to uh, get a report about it. He's like, sure. He's like, let me write it down. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> There's paperwork. Oh my he filled gosh. out a report about seeing a UFO. So then he really believed it. Like, yeah. you're not doing that this. That will be in our notes. Go check it out. His handwriting on this report, giving giving no. the nerds the, the, the report of And what they he must saw. be like, well, this is an important person. Yeah. He's reliable. Of course. Oh, gosh. I know. Can you believe this? So, I love it. I love it. I know. I love so, it. So fucking great. So according to the report he filed with the International UFO Bureau, four years after the incident, Carter saw the UFO in October 1969. However, investigators have cited Lions Club records as evidence that it occurred nine months earlier. Oh, goodness gracious. According to a meeting report that he filed with goodness the Lions Club, gracious. Carter gave his Leary speech on January 6th, 1969, not in October. So, but of course, he's giving his yeah, report. I mean, it's four years later. He's like, I knew it was maybe like fall, winter time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that kind of makes sense. You might. Yeah mess that up but it's four years later he doesn't know he doesn't, he doesn't know doesn't what the hell is going on how many, how many speeches has the man done i mean you know one. what i mean yeah the setting of his january meeting as described in the report to the lions club also matches the setting that he would later describe to the media when speaking about his sighting his report to the lions club made no mention of the sighting itself other evidence out of um rules out the october 1969 date and it is consistent with the january 1969 date first carter visited the leary lions club in his capacity as district governor of the lions club his term ended in june 1969 so he was there yeah you know as a member of the club second the lions leary the leary lions club disbanded several months before october 1969 so he wasn't there oh, then. carter okay so this is some of the so investigation whatever. Okay, so they forget whatever i yeah. mean so some of the investigation and According this is the 60s so i feel like you know alien story you know like there's i feel like there's kind of like a yeah a vibe Plus, that went on. Didn't we go like, to the moon at that time? Didn't we go in 1969 to the moon? Like, people are always looking up at the fucking stars. Wasn't yeah. it 69? I think uh. so. I think so. According to an investigation carried out in 1976, some seven years after the event, most of these pre the those present at the meeting either did not recall the event, 
or did not recall it being anything important. So even the people there are like, no big deal, right? Yeah. According to Fred Hunt, to Fred Hart, the only guest who remembered seeing the object, he said, quote, it seems like there was a little, like a blue light or something or other, something other in the sky that night, like some kind of weather balloon they sent out or something. It had been pretty far back in my mind. So like, if you had seen a fucking UFO. You would be freaking yeah, out. Yeah, you'd be like, uh, this is the date. This yeah. is what I fucking saw. And I- yeah, and I think you're right. This is around the time of the moon landing. Yeah. So, so people, people are, are going like, to... Yeah, no, people are probably like, oh my God, we traveled to the moon. Other people can travel here. Probably like you know, maybe reawakened, yeah. you know, alien. Yeah, which has always been like a great idea. Yes, yes, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. On January 6, 1969, the sky was clear in Leary and the planet Venus was near its maximum brightness in, and in the direction described by Carter. UFOologist, which is hot, yeah. Robert Sheffer concluded that the object that Carter witnessed was a misidentification of Venus. UFOlogist Alan Hendry did calculations and agrees with the assessment of it being Venus. This could also be the Venus halo, as was discussed on the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe podcast in episode 105. The Venus halo. Uh, in 2007, so, when they interviewed Jimmy Carter about this on the podcast. So, you know, um, I, I don't know if I told this story before, but um, I made the grave mistake of signing up for... Um, in astronomy class yeah. in college because I was like oh I'll take this for my science and I can just go to the planetarium and like it'll be cool and then you know the first day it was like this huge formula on the board because like they're calculating like the distance to travel here and how late and I was like oh, I gotta no. get the hell out of this class because oh, like no. I can't do it but so this is what they did they looked at whatever was happening mm-hmm. in the astrological map or whatever the hell yeah. and then yeah they're calculating to see, well, he was here, this was here, this is where it was up in the sky. That's yeah. how they're figuring this right. out. See, these are smart people. Yeah. So these are smart people to figure took, this they out. They took astronomy. Like, yeah. So they um, didn't fail it. <laughs> on this inter- in the 2007 interview on this podcast, uh, Carter stated that he did not believe the object was Venus, explaining that he was an am- amateur astronomer and knew what Venus looked like. Oh. He also said that as a scientist. He's like, how dare you insult me? Yeah. He also said that as a scientist, he did not believe it was an alien craft and at the time assumed it was probably a military aircraft from a nearby base. However, he said that the object did not make any sound like a helicopter would do. Carter also said that he did not believe that any extraterrestrials have visited Earth. Well, that's where we disagree. Well, that's where we disagree with Carter. So wait, so, so there's an, uh, 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 well, what do they call them now? They don't call them UFOs. They're, they're called UAPs. So there's this UAP um that he thinks he saw but it's just like a drone like no one's yeah manning it like he it's can't just, figure it out he's yeah. guessing you know what i mean yeah and, and he doesn't want to say there's aliens because then people are gonna be like carter believes in aliens yes. being like the national Enquirer. right or right 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 i think it was he did an interview with the inquirer <laughs> actually actually in the podcast interview he also stated he knows of no government cover-up cover-up of extraterrestrial visits bullshit and that the rumors that the cia refused to give him information about the ufos are not true again not that's bullshit we know know. they know they know they know they know they know know. come on fucking cover-up bitch area 51 what yeah hello hello and a 2016 uh, follow-up episode of the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe podcast 561, Ooh. a letter forwarded from a member of the Carter family from Carl G. Jeer Justice was read giving his true explanation of Carter's UFO signs. Oh, okay, so I love here, this. This is the truth. So here How we go. How does he know? This is, and and also, also, this is what I think it was. 
oh. I think this is actually this what is it someone was. that like really knows what they're yeah, talking because about. we're going to talk about these things and I also put pictures up and we'll have pictures on our Instagram and our whatever <gasps> I our love notes. this tell me what and is it, it? it it looks like what he described and it's fucking coolest and it changes red white and blue it, they change color it's incredible but it's like man-made auroras borealis is that how you aurora, oh, Bore- yeah. aurora borealis it's like man-made and the government was like putting these uh, anyway what? that's what he saw but i think you know you know it's it's kind of fun to think it was a ufo yeah no so that's but, when i started reading this and i was like well i want to hear about this he saw UFO. this man-made thing okay. i've never heard of this so this is what this guy wrote after reading after recently reading the book georgia myths and legends by augusta chronicle columnist don rhodes specifically chapter five called Jimmy Carter and the UFO. <laughs> this motherfucker. What a fun story. What a fun book. Yeah, but like all the things you hear about yeah. Carter, you never hear like this motherfucker saw a UFO. What? He's probably like, God damn it. Yeah. Why did I write that report? <laughs> why? Like, but did you know I was a peanut farmer? Like, can we talk about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, can we go minute? back to the peanuts? The fascinating uh, job of farming peanuts. I mean, maybe he needed some excitement in his life. <sighs> Who doesn't? I mean, come on. I am virtually certain that I have identified the source of what it was that President Carter saw. Okay. In the 1960s and early 70s, I worked on an Air Force Base sponsored project that that studied the upper atmosphere using releases of glowing chemical clouds by produced by rockets launched from Eglin Air Force Base rocket range in Florida. Some of these chemical clouds, notably sodium and barium, were visible by the process of resonance scattering of sunlight. Clouds of this type had to be launched not long after sunset or not long before sunrise. This was due to the fact that that the cloud had to be in the sunlight at high altitude while it was still dark, um, excuse me, while it was still dark enough at ground level for the cloud to be visible against the dark sky. In Carter's official 1973 UFO report... Oh, God, I want to give a UFO report <clears throat> so badly. Me too. Please, please. Aliens. But please be nice. Help me. Yep. Well, Do you remember that a movie? Probe might be fun. No. I, yeah. Do you remember that movie um, where the guy got, it was like based off a true story. Yes, I what, know what, what you're going to say. The, you uh, talked about it in the Fire in the Sky. Yes. You talked about it on the podcast with the, the our UFO podcast. Oh, with, yes, with David yes, and yes, yes. Zach. Yeah. That, that that freaks me out because like he seemed to be you know tortured so not those aliens but I'm sure there's like other aliens are there that any are cool. that are like sexually that are hot curious <gasps> hot aliens oh interspecies interaction oh god Ooh. sounds like dating aliens men are <laughs> aliens all right let's get back to it I don't know what's going on anymore hey okay. So in Carter's official 1973 UFO report, as given in the Rhodes book, he stated that he had seen the phenomenon in October 1969, which we know is bullshit. However, it was determined at the Lions Club that he was there in January 1960, uh, January 1969. The report, U.S. Space Science Program report to Kospar 1970, documents that there was a barium cloud launched from Eglin Air Force Base and released on January 6th, 1969 at 7.35 p.m. (gasps) And it stands, uh, so, so, right after he sees this thing right so the report altitude for this cloud was 152 kilometers with a distance between leary georgia where he was and anglin air force base in florida of about 234 kilometers yes this This, makes sense yeah this cloud would have appeared in the sky at an elevation of 33 degrees so like it would have shown up right then okay look 
we're I'm, we're sitting here making fun of Carter. This isn't his fault. Like no. I think anyone would be like, well, what Wait, the hell you is see that? Those pictures and you look at the pictures, you're like, I would be if I saw this in the sky, I'd be like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Yes, it's crazy. So Carter's report notes that the stars were visible, so the night must have been clear. Yeah, um, and he's this guy also wrote, I can verify from personal experience that under clear skies, a barium clouds uh, such as this would easily have been visible from the distance of Leary, Georgia. Furthermore, the appearance reported by Carter is totally consistent with a high altitude barium cloud. His report stated that it was bluish at first, then reddish, luminous, not solid. A, a neutral barium cloud would initially glow bluish or greenish with parts of it on a reddish glow <gasps> as some of the barium becomes ionized at the high altitude sunlight. I mean, oh listen, my God. It's we cannot. Crazy. Okay. At first, I was going to be like, this man was drunk and he saw a hot air balloon yeah. or, you know, something, you know, something stuck in the tree. Yeah. But he actually legit saw something that like we do not see. Oh, my God. Yeah. On a regular basis. I know that. We and won't so be able to see that would a- be very, very, very odd. Especially in 1969 to see yeah. something like that. I mean, look at that. that it's gorgeous. Looks, yeah. And but they, that would freak me out. Yeah. You see that in the sky, these, these, uh, all right. You're, like, what you're the redeemed. Fuck? You're redeemed. Okay. Very good. I forgive you, so- Carter. <laughs> In 2020, <laughs> Justice completed an extensive study, uh, the same author, of the high-altitude barium release clouds, concluding that what Carter saw was totally consistent with what was launched that evening wow. from the Air Force Base. I mean, what a job, like, that you just, you know what I mean? Yeah. He uh, described several physical aspects subo- supporting consistency and submitted a copy of the report for archival at the Jimmy Carter Library. Oh, so my kind of clearing it up before. Yeah. <laughs> Let's help out Carter. He's yeah. like, let me help this man out. <laughs> the sighting is said to have had a personal impact on Carter and his perception of UFOs and UFO sightings. During his 1976 election campaign, he is said to have told reporters that as a result of it, he would institute a policy of openness if he were elected to office saying, quote, one thing's for sure. I'll never make fun of people who say they've seen unidentified <laughs> objects in the sky. If I become president... I will make every piece of information this country has about UFO sightings available oh, to the public and the wait. scientists, end quote. Oh, hey, wait. I'm still waiting. Yeah, despite this I'm early, still waiting. <laughs> despite his earlier Everybody pledge. Everybody wants this. <laughs> despite his earlier pledge, once elected, Carter distanced himself from disclosure, citing, Ooh. quote, defense implications, end quote, Ooh. as being his decision, behind his so decision. So then that tells us that there's something to hide. Because if there was nothing to hide, he'd be like, look, here's all the paperwork. There's nothing. So we know there's something. Ooh, Carter, the you truth, just revealed and not revealing. is out there, <gasps> Tina. The hashtag truth is out there. Hashtag <laughs> I want to believe. Hashtag. <laughs> Let's fuck Fox Mulder. Oh! <laughs> Hashtag uh, Scully, come on, you can come too. Yes. <laughs> what is that? You like UFOs? Me Ooh, too. The oh, X-rated so files. Hot. What? <laughs> oh my god! Oh Gina. my god! She's so fucking okay. good. You know what? How are people not listening to this fucking podcast? How is it? Oh, I How? am offended X-rated right now at our files? Florida. I am. Yeah. offended at our Florida you know audience what? listening. Yeah, right? but you know what? But you know what? Ireland fucking gets ooh, it. Ireland. Ireland fucking knows. Ooh, ooh, do an Irish accent again. Hey, Tina, you're such a lovely girl, aren't you, Tina? I can't, I can't. I've been I'm watching worried. this show called, uh, it's called, I think it's like Bad Girls, Bad Sisters on Apple TV, and yeah. they're Irish. Uh, ooh, and there is a guy on there that is so beautiful. 
Mm. I have to show you. You're going to be like, oh my God, it's like straight up my type. Because oh, he God. is tall, <laughs> yeah, dark, dark handsome. <laughs> handsome, little scruffy, these eyes. Ooh! Tina likes someone Ooh. she can throw, that Ooh. will throw her around, basically. Yes. If you need to be, just <laughs> manhandle her. I, okay. I like uh, white nerds. We discussed this already <laughs> on the podcast. My type is a nerd, a geek. You got to be nerdy about something. Gotta I mean, be I like I like nerds. Yeah, but you got to be. I mean, no, I'm not into. Big, I, I like big a little guys. rugged. I like a little rugged. No. Ooh, I, I no. no no no. Wait till you, I'm going to show you this guy later. Okay okay. I don't remember his name. I'm sorry. I'll I'll oh, you know it. next podcast. We don't need to name him. We just have no. to look at him. Yes. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm Lauren. And I'm John. And we host the Beard Out Podcast, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world, beer and Beard Out. And a lot of other things. We're funny. Uh, yeah, that's basically what I told him to say. Good job with your I script. Listen. Yay. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, we try and pair a beer with a Weird Al song and talk about both things and go where the conversation takes us. It's fun. I promise. You'll like it. Yeah. I mean... If you like talking about random things as well as, you know, fine craft beers and some wonderful craft music. Craft music. I love it. So, But not craft singles. So far, this promo is going about as smoothly as one of our episodes. Absolutely. If this has enticed you in any way, please go to BeardOutPodcast.com. HTTP colon <laughs> slash slash www.beardalpodcast.com. I repeat, HTTP, if you want it to be, if you want it to be secure, HTTPS colon slash slash www.beardalpodcast.com. Bye. Bye. Ready, let's go. Oh, I'm so excited about this story. And I feel like somehow we may have talked about this. I've been oh. so paranoid that like, did we do this? And I kept looking at our notes and I'm like, no, we haven't. But I feel like maybe we mentioned it or I don't know. So let's go. Okay. All right. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of Judge John H. Wood. Okay. Okay. John, I'm loving those judges lately. I know. I saw, I saw this and I was like. What? So. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> how did I, like, how is this not a bigger thing? I don't know. You probably may be heard of this. Okay. All right. So Judge John H. Wood was known for his hard-hitting convictions, mm. particularly for drug charges. Mm. But when a drug lord hits back, Wood loses his life. <gasps> Shut. Do you know this oh, story? No. No. You uh, Okay. So our story oh, takes place in San God. Antonio, Texas. Damn. So let me give you a little background on Wood. Okay. So Judge Wood, born in 1916, became a federal judge when Nixon appointed him in 1970. Is this familiar? No, but he's old. He's yes. going on the bench in, in his 60s? Yeah. And he served until his death in 1979. Okay. He earned the nickname Maximum John because Ugh. he doled out really long sentences, especially for drug charges. And according to Jimmy Carter, oh, oh, uh, <laughs> according to Jimmy Carter's statement on Woods' death, Wood had a long career in law and the judiciary. 
He served for 30 years as an attorney beginning in 1938, mm. then eight years as judge. And according to um, that page, um, it's it's called the Federal Judicial Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a page on Wood, and it said that he earned his BA from St. Mary's University in 1935, his law degree in 1938. And he also served um, in the Navy as an ensign and um, in the Naval Reserve from 1944 to 1954. Wow. Yeah. So the major incident. On May 29th, 1979, Judge Wood left his home and was shot in the back of the head with a rifle when he stooped down to check out um, his car's tire. And it makes him the first ever federal judge to be assassinated. Wow. Wow. So the Attorney General Griffin Bell told the Washington Post at the time, we cannot have a country where judges are assassinated or killed. Mm -mm. If our society has become so lawless that you can just kill federal judges or any judge for that matter, we haven't got a system of law. It's a really dark time in this country. And so what happened at the time is like, uh, they didn't know like why he was killed. So they started putting like surveillance on all these other judges, federal judges, because they were like, we don't know what's happening. Mm. So that's what they were thinking about, like who would do this? And according to several reports, including um, one article from the Associated Press, uh, drug dealers hired Charles Harrelson to assassinate Wood when he left his townhouse that fateful day in May. Now the name Harrelson should sound familiar because we know actor Woody Harrelson. Oh, Do you know this story? Yeah, I knew his father was in jail. His dad... Oh, his dad was yes. paid $250,000 to do the hit. And he was paid by El Paso drug smugglers and Dixie mafia leaders, Jimmy Chagra and his brother, Joseph. Wow. So Jimmy Chagra was supposed to face the judge the very day the murder occurred. I mean, can I say something? Pretty convenient. How, it is. But like, how dumb? You think that they're not going to replace him with another judge? I like, know. what do you think is going to give you one more day? Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? I know. It's so short-sighted. It's, it's ridiculous. So during the investigation, they found a tape with the Chagras, the brothers, talking about hiring Harrelson. And according to Sam Arnold's Medium art article, other evidence included the gun purchase um, and 94 witnesses like had come on through the trial. Dang. So- the thing that was like really interesting was when the FBI, I just thought it was, and I'm like, this is like Woody Harrelson's dad. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Wow. So um, the FBI attempted to arrest Harrelson in September of 1980. So they figure wow. out like that it's him. And he puts them through a six hour standoff where they describe him as like manic. Like he's like coked out and he's like out of his mind. And they're like just wow. trying to arrest this guy. So I want to give you some background on Harrelson just because I thought it was interesting. So according to uh, Barty Haley of the Hayes Free Press, Harrelson started off as an encyclopedia salesman Mm. who allegedly like gambled the nights away. Mm. So he ends up sort of in debt to a lot of uh, mafia folks. Right. And in 1960, he's arrested for armed robbery. Then in the late 60s, he starts doing hits for the mafia, uh, supposedly to like pay off some of these debts. Damn. And, um... This is the other thing. The article notes that there are some disputes as to how many hits Harrelson actually did. And Harrelson like allegedly boasted that he had killed like over 50 people. Wow, and, wow, wow, um, wow. But others disagree. Like, um, you know, there was like some guy who, you know, wanted to remain anonymous. That's like, yeah, I know maybe he did three or four people. I don't know about 50. You mm. know what I mean? But he maybe was just boasting, but who knows, right? 
So he did stand trial for three murders. Um, so Haley uh, further writes that he was acquitted of the first murder, got seven years probation for the second, um, and uh, he got, so he got the seven years probation for the second. He was like, it was like 15 years, but was out in five and they got that probation. And I have like the details of that. Like he was just hired to kill these different people. But probation seems like nothing for a murder. I mean. He, yeah, and he's acquitted is, for the first one. Is it because they were going to hold the people who hired him accountable for it? Like it was their no, idea it to was do just, it? Um, I think like, you know, different issues of evidence came mm, in. Like, you okay. know, yeah. that they couldn't like pin it on right, him. Right, right. And the last murder, of course, is Judge Wood, wow. which he allegedly committed a year after his release. So mm. he gets out in those five years and oh within my a year, he's like, what an idiot. Yeah. So he's charged, of course, with first degree murder and Harrelson received two life sentences plus an additional five years Ooh. for the contract killing Dang. of the judge. Chagra, the guy who hired Harrelson, was acquitted. How? He was acquitted because I guess they couldn't. Um, and I he's don't not know. writing him out. He's not going to say this guy hired me. That's two. No, well, he's he's still claiming two innocence. Two life he's, sentences no, plus because, five years because Harrelson is saying I didn't do it. Oh, come he's on. claiming he didn't do it. Come on, man. So his third wife, Harrelson's third wife, Joanne, received twenty five years for purchasing the gun used in the murder. So Whoa. what happened is they traced the gun back because of serial numbers. You know these ghost guns and these right. other things. Right. 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 <laughs> The serial number. So she got charged with conspiracy. So they're like, okay, we have the purchase of the gun. We have the serial number under her. This is your wife. This is the gun, you you know. But oh, as far as Jesus. Chagra, I think he was like, no, I didn't hire this. You know, who knows? So they weren't, uh, you know, sort of in it together. You know what I mean? Like they're looking out for their own selves. And Harrelson's right. like, I didn't do this. Wow. So he does try to go a push forward with an appeal. So the Associated Press reported in 1998 that one of the officers involved in the case, this guy, Jack Compton, said that he was pursuing other suspects outside of Harrelson. Oh. So this is where Harrelson is like, see, it wasn't me. There were these other suspects. But um, basically, his attorney is saying, um, Harrelson's attorney is saying, you know, you had these other suspects. You didn't fully vet or close them out, and you went after my client. And so they're trying to... Um, He's still alive? No, he ended up dying oh. in like 2007. Yeah. So uh, one attorney stated, um, quote, he did not get a fair trial. And basically, they argued that Harrelson was in Dallas at the time of the shooting, so he couldn't have shot Judge Wood. Come on, what is this? This the is new JFK trial conspiracies? Yeah. Oh, there's a connection. What? So uh, the new trial never happened. So some points of interest. At that appeal trial in 1998, Woody Harrelson, according to the Associated Press, showed up and hugged his dad's defense attorney. Mm. And Woody, according to a Ranker article, was the one who tried to get the new trial. Like, he was like... So he and his dad were like estranged. Um, I mean, you got to try. I guess you yeah, got to try, right? I mean, if he, you're thinking about this as your dad and yeah. you got to do everything you can, I guess. Right? I mean, especially, God, you know, parent, the way, uh, you know, parent, our relationships with our parents are so fucked, you know? Well, we're always like, even as an adult, like yeah. those relationships And he was strained. a kid, so he's- so, Right, so he's like, well, he, maybe he's held this guy up and he's like, he is innocent, well, you know, me? No, because what? according to a Ranker article, Harrison wasn't around his family, the father, wasn't around his wife or sons. And in an interview with The Guardian, uh, Ranker cites this interview with The Guardian, Woody Harrelson stated, quote, I think they separated talking about his parents when I was seven. But he was gone a lot before that in prison, away and back, away and back. Mm. It wasn't like he was there all the time prior to that. 
And then the Ranker article also notes that he didn't have contact with his father really since 1968. So when he was that little kid and didn't really talk about him. Um, but then he told this story. So there's a little Woody Harrelson, 1973, sitting in a car, listening to the radio. Um, and he heard about a Charles B. Harrelson who had been arrested for murder. And he realized in that moment, like, oh my God, that's my dad. Holy cow. Yeah. And then in 1987 is when he like tried to reconcile with his dad. So I don't know if he saw him as innocent or not innocent, but he said, um, still, I'm just now getting whether he merits my loyalty or friendship. I look at him as someone who could be a friend more than someone who was a father. And then he talks about how like, oh, he's just so smart and charismatic. And I wonder, so, so I wonder I, if it's a clearing it's of be your, a, str a struggle. Yeah. And I wonder if it's a clearing of your conscience, right? Like you have to make, like he, maybe he's thinking if he doesn't do everything he can do to try to help him. Yeah. Pay like, for a lawyer or whatever. Yeah. That his conscience isn't clear. Yeah. And like, I mean, I don't know. Dad's disappearing from their son's lives I is mean, pretty fucking crazy. It's and, messed up. Yeah. So um, another fun fact of this guy, Harrelson, is in 1995, he attempted to break out of prison when he oh, was held no. in an Atlanta prison. What the fuck? And he was in the same prison at the same, oh, um, the, it's the same prison um, where Timothy McVeigh, the Oklahoma City bomber was. Oh, God. And uh, Kaczynski, the Unabomber, oh, were my. being held. What a jail like, this what is. What a jail. So then he tries to escape. They catch him, and then they move him to, like, another, like, maximum security, God. which he ends up saying, like, I really like this prison better because I'm kind of isolated and everybody leaves me alone. And so mm. he, he was fine with it. And then another fun fact, which was my favorite, <laughs> is the investigation into Wood's murder costs more and was more expansive than JFK's assassination. It carried about an $11 million price tag. Why? I guess like just trying to like see, did Harrelson really do this? Like they- And it was a judge. And so it was a judge. put everything into it. And when he was first arrested, remember I said he was like high on coke and he was a little man. They said that he was quote manic. Um, he claimed to have taken part in JFK's death. What? Now the thing is, here's the thing. <gasps> he was allegedly having lunch at the Grassy Knoll that day and three vagrants were arrested and have become known as the three tramps. And some believe that the photo of one of them is Harrelson. Wow. Yeah. So some conspiracy theorists think that he really may have been involved in the murder. But like involved that he was there eating lunch or involved like he like was part that of he the was planning? part of it. Because you know how everyone's like, the grassy knoll. There well, was a shooter at the grassy knoll. Uh, my daughter comes home from school yesterday and is telling me all about how her teacher's obsessed with his JFK assassination. And he, oh, but it's it's Lee Harvey Oswald and he's the one who did it. And she's like, you, and I'm like, well, I don't know, Pammy. We don't know yeah. what's the deal. And she was like, look at the facts. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes. I said, we got to watch that movie, that JFK movie. Oh my God. But I thought, wow, like, what to have this person as your fault. And then we have this famous yeah, movie wild. star. It's so wild. That I never really heard this story before. I that, knew his dad you know. had been in jail, but I didn't know that that's what it was for. Yeah. And it's a shame. So he murders this judge allegedly mm -hmm. um, for $250,000. And then the guy who hires him gets off. Like that's got to be the thing. Yeah. That is most frustrating. Like I'm sitting in jail for two life sentences. I mean, he did pull the trigger allegedly. Yeah, it is a legend. Don't, so Woody, come on the show and tell, talk yeah. to, talk, tell us Don't about it. Don't sue me, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. I can't afford it. No. It is a legend. <laughs> yeah, a legend. We love your movies. Oh my God, love. Let's go. Uh, How great was he on that the, the, the detective show, True Detective? Oh, 
The first season of True Detective. So good. Brilliant. So good. Brilliant actor. Oh my God. Hunger Games. <laughs> I've never seen. So good. He's good in Hunger Games. Never seen like, it. I loved it. I never love Woody Harrelson. It. I do too, but I've. Here's my, here's my other favorite thing about Woody Harrelson. He Natural hangs, Born Killers. He, oh, God. Oof, fucking great. That movie was good. Um, he, he lives, he at least seems to live full time in Hawaii. And he's always there. He's high as fuck. And he hangs good out with you, Matthew, Woody Harrelson. Matthew McConaughey. What? Yeah, the two of you them. You know what, guys? What is and going on? Else, Wait, why, where is the invitation? I know. Could you imagine? They're just How floating in the water you? high as fuck. I mean, here we Which are. Which is basically we how, wanna, I just, how I would wanna, describe Key West. We want to hang out. And you don't even extend an invitation our way. It's, it's insulting. Yeah, we'll come It's out. insulting. Don't worry. We'll just send us the invitation. We'll, yeah. we'll, make, we'll I mean, find we'll, our way there. Yeah, 100%. No, no, no worries. Sure, we'll come. We'll come. Yes, we'll come. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, just invite yes. us. Open invitation. Yeah, we'll be there. Okay, sure. No problem. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> if, Matthew, if we show up and Matthew McConaughey is playing bongos naked, I'm fucking in. I'm here for it. Don't worry about me. I'm not shy. Let's do it. Let's do this. Woo! What a story. Oh, yeah. Was that, that it? Fun? Yeah, that's oh it. Oh my it. God, it. Tina. I love those connections Yay. like that though. Harrelson. Dang. Oh, yeah, I just, I saw it in, I don't even know where. And I was like, wait. And then I started reading and I was like, wait a minute. This is a muck story. Oh, for sure. I got, I found two stories this week. Ooh. One is absolutely horrific. Oh no. Horrific. Like they just arrested the guy and for decades and decades and decades was doing horrific Ooh. fucking things. And the other story I found is uh, I found from watching the crown. They brought oh. something up and I was like, Oh man, let me look that up. And it was great. It's a great muck story. So yay! you know what I would love to plan with you <gasps> is like do an episode that's international yes. muck stories. Yes. So we can go, I know it's like us America. Yes. Let's do, cause there are so many we'll stories. Have yeah. We'll have special. Yeah. Let's do an international yes. one. I think that would be fun. Yes. Yeah. All right, we're going to we'll go it. rogue off of our. Yes. All right, cool. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. Let me check my notes. I think that's it. <gasps> this is a great episode. Such a good episode. <laughs> oh, and we're back. We're back. Oh, Gancy thank God. Is back. Back again. Back again. Uh, uh, uh. Podcast. <laughs> back again. Tell, tell a friend. Oh, you motherfuckers. God damn it. What are we doing this? I swear to God, I was doing the story thursday night i was working on the story and i was like why am i doing this like when are people gonna act when is this going to be like a deluge is that right deluge, deluge of people yeah. deluge yeah we're waiting where are you help I want a us tsunami out of fucking downloads help us out a tsunami of downloads yes help us maybe we should just move to ireland we we clearly have a better fucking yeah. following there <laughs> oh god i mentioned that to my kids last night we we're coming home for dinner and i was like we need to get out of Florida. My daughter's immediately like, whoosh, like crying. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right, yeah. all right, all right, all right. Calm down, calm down. But like when they're done with high school, I got to tell you, I got to get out of here. I know. I'm. This is not a safe place. And then watching like what DeSantis did, I'm like, why would why I are want we here? to live here? Why are we here? It's and fucked. it's not like it's cheap anymore. You know what I mean? It's or affordable. affordable. Like, wouldn't I want to go to a, a place where the schools are better and That's, the weather is better? It's so fucking time. hot here. Like, I'm time. done. I'm done. All the time. It's fucked up. Uh, save us. We're back at the beginning. Save us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast.
To support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.